Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary, presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico back with you. All right, so lots been talked about regarding the quarterback discussion between Chubba Purdy, Logan Smothers, Casey Thompson. Uh, Mark Whipple met with the media today and said something along the lines of Chubba deal- was dealing with an injury as well um, prior to the Illinois game. And I kind of want to open up this discussion then a little bit with caution because we don't want to make this a full 15, 20 minutes of questioning Mark Whipple and whether or not he knows what he's talking about. We don't want to attack the guy. We just want to we just want to get a little clarity onto the decision making behind putting in your I mean, I guess he he is considered your backup quarterback who is dealing with an injury himself as opposed to going with a third string quarterback who has the same the same or more experience than your backup in playing in the college ranks. I, I would say also that Logan has the potential to provide a little bit more of a spark with his legs than Chubba would. Um, and, and throughout this whole thing, I, I think we've made it very clear that I was okay seeing Chubba Purdy on Saturday. I was I was totally fine with seeing Chubba um, start the second half. That wasn't like I know there was a big fuss made about how M- Mickey Joseph must have told the sideline reporter that th- that Logan was going to be their guy in the second half. Then they come out and it's Chubba Purdy in the second half, and the reason for that was because they felt like they needed to throw the ball to to stay in that game or get back into the game and eventually take the lead. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I didn't care that Chubba started. I cared that we didn't see Logan Smothers for one snap in the second half. That's the part that bothered me. And now... that got it, the first three it, snaps after Casey went yes, out, and then you didn't see him again. It, it bothered me when, before today, when Chubba Purdy only completed three of eight passes for 15 passing yards. Nebraska, as an offense, only had 29 rushing yards in the second half. And it completely looked one-dimensional the entire third and fourth quarter, unfortunately. And at that time on Saturday, we knew that that Chubba throws it better than Logan, 
but it's not like he's immobile. It's not like he's Tanner Lee back there that he is incapable of running or using his legs to escape the pocket, but it looked like it on Saturday. You had a guy that literally just looked like he was all out of sorts, did not know what was going on, did not know what play was being called or play was being run or what to do with the football. And and like I said, it took out all chance that Nebraska had to win that game. And does that fall on Chubba Purdy? I I don't think so. It, It falls on the coaching staff because you also have to remember that Nebraska had a running back that was running the ball just fine through the first half. 5.1 yards per carry. And yet, when you are when you bring in a younger quarterback that might not have experience, might not have the reps, the amount of reps that you, the desired reps that you want in practice that week, especially when, it, when your starter goes out with an injury and it's unexpected that the guy's even playing, you want to figure out a way to get him in a rhythm. And whether that's running the football, even if Anthony Grant was not averaging 5.1 yards per carry, at some point, you need to look down the line and think, what's going to help Chubba Purdy get into a rhythm so that in the fourth quarter, we're cooking with gas? I mean, you just get him in the game and you run a couple plays with Anthony Grant just to get Chubba Purdy used to the environment being on the field, being surrounded by that massive crowd and being mm-hmm. in the moment with Illinois, with with. Uh, uh, an opposing team opposite of you actually trying to come and take your head off just give him that time to to settle into the game you never see if a quarterback goes out uh the backup quarterback come in and immediately start slinging passes and I don't it's a need, couple run plays to get him to get him acclimated to the speed of the game because it's different there's there's run plays there's there's ways that you can now part of the offensive quote unquote scheme that Nebraska runs is figure out a way to get the ball into the hands of your best playmaker and just let him go to work. And that's the scheme that Nebraska operates from under Mark Whipple. Run some quick hitters. Which, which that's Trey Palmer. We'd all agree that Trey Palmer is the most electric and and um, powerful ball carrier on this team in terms of, of, you know, big plays or explosive plays. And that was that was important for Nebraska to do with Casey Thompson at quarterback. That is important to do with Casey Thompson. Figure out a way to get the ball to your playmakers in the hands of your playmakers with Casey Thompson, your starting quarterback in. It is twice as important when your backup quarterback is in in that magnitude of a game, in that stage. And it's not like Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers back there aren't playmakers in their own right they were both dual threat quarterbacks coming out of high school Chubba Purdy was a dual threat was a I believe a pretty highly ranked dual threat quarterback coming out of high school he, I, again he ended up at Florida State Florida State doesn't take you know run-of-the-mill quarterbacks although uh, from time to time their quarterbacks do look a little run-of-the-mill Chubba Purdy was was a pretty highly rated quarterback coming out of high school if I'm not mistaken and he was a dual threat quarterback he had a couple runs in that game I think he had a run for a first down against Illinois and it, it was strange to see later in that game when he just sat back there, didn't really mm-hmm. get out of the pocket, and took two sacks, uh, maybe on the same drive, where he, he didn't get out of the pocket. He just kind of stood there and got he, hit. The two sacks that Nebraska allowed were to Chubb a Purdy. Yeah. Like I said, that, Kay, like what, I said before, Casey Thompson didn't get sacked in that game. The one hit he took was the one that knocked him out of the game, unfortunately. And that's, and that's kind of been the... That's been the bugaboo for Nebraska's offense. If you look at it, the sack numbers aren't necessarily appalling. They're they're not good. They're not appalling Casey's like they been have been nineteen times this season. But 
he's been hit. So the, the hurries, the hits, the just the the, the general um, wear and tear on the quarterback. It's been ex- on the level of extreme this season for Casey Thompson. That's that's been kind of what, what's been hurting him more than just the sack numbers even. Uh, but I, I guess the conversation or the questions I'd ask, and, and definitely want to hear from you guys. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Sounds like Chubba Purdy was dealing with an injury of his own leading up to the Illinois game. So now that we kind of have an idea that Chubba was banged up, what are our thoughts with Mickey, or excuse me, not Mickey, Mark Whipple deciding to go with Chubba Purdy over Logan Smothers? What is What does that tell you not only about how they feel and how bad they want to work with Chubba Purdy, but what does that tell you about this coaching staff's opinion and feeling on Logan Smothers and where he's at? I I get the sentiment or the the thought process of Mark Whipple. Kind of everybody's, I it, it it's kind of unfair. Everybody's coming for Chubba Purdy's head because he mm-hmm. he played poorly against Illinois. Yeah. That's there's no if ands or buts about that. He he played poorly. He didn't play very good against Illinois. So to come out and say, oh well, he was dealing with his own injury leading up to that game. That's why he didn't play as well. Okay, there there is that, but also there's the fact that maybe Mark Whipple didn't think about where if Chubba Purdy was dealing with his own injury, which you have told us publicly, you have told us mm-hmm. he was injured going into that game, you have a third quarterback with collegiate football experience. You have a guy who started a game mm-hmm. last year against Iowa and looked pretty good doing it up until, you know, the the final quarter when he ended up throwing and- an interception on that that game potential game winning drive. You have a third string quarterback who although you know, people want to make it seem like he can't throw the ball at all. He was he wasn't that highly rated, but he Let's, if you go back and watch his high school tape, the dude could sling it. Well, how about how 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 uh, well was Chubba Purdy throwing the ball? Exactly, like that. That's what makes me the most and the frustrated. Added thre- and the added threat of Logan Smothers is yeah. the fastest quarterback you have. That 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 was what made me the most frustrated, and now it's even escalated a little bit more in the fact that you didn't. We did not see Logan Smothers for one single snap in At the all. in the second half. Not even one. I I, I told AD and Raph this this morning. At that point, at the third quarter, when you realize that, hey, Chubba Purdy's just not getting into a rhythm, we got to figure out a way, and, and here we are again uh, talking about mid-game adjustments. We got to figure out a way to adjust on the fly and adjust our offense to where it was still a 23-9 ball game at the end of the third quarter, and by no means... Are you out of that game? No, you're still right there. You're fine. You score once, and all of a sudden, Illinois is kind yes. of sitting back like, oh, wait a minute. And that's where it comes into this thought of, like, Lo- just because you would bring in Logan Smothers does not mean Logan Smothers needs to play the rest of the game. And I would argue that it's okay if Logan Smothers does not. But to not even have that opportunity, not even to see what the offense or, or what your offense as a whole could have looked like with a guy like Logan Smothers running the show rather than Chubba Purdy, at that moment, when Chubba Purdy, there was enough sample size that he was just not in rhythm. He was struggling, and he was he was banged up, mm-hmm. right? And then now to find out three days later, four days later, that there was an injury on top of that, where does that tell you not only about the stubbornness, I think that's an okay word to use, mm-hmm. the stubbornness of Mark Whipple, to be with his guy, to go with his guys, right? Treba Purdy and Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. But then also where they feel about Logan Smothers. 
and, and what he could do for this offense when he's in the game. You gave Logan Smothers one pass attempt, and it was the one pass attempt that Trey Palmer caught. It was the one pass attempt that went for one yard. In Logan Smothers' drive, there was one pass, two runs, and then a punt. And the second run that, that was on the third down, it was the third and short, Logan Smothers pulled the ball and was following Anthony Grant. I don't know what happened, if there was a miscommunication or if those guys were supposed to be free. There were two guys there. They both ended up getting hit, and that's the play that Anthony Grant was kind of still on the ground for a little bit. They ended up, uh, you know, walked off the field on his own power, but he was on the field for a little bit, possibly mm-hmm. injured. Uh, and those were the only three plays you saw from Logan Smothers. I believe it was two runs for him and and one pass, well, and that's all you saw. That's all you saw, and to make matters worse, your running back was averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Now, it wasn't like you were able to run it at will against this Illinois defense, but nobody has. Nobody has. Nobody that Illinois has played has been able to run or pass efficiently against this Illinois defense. And so at that point, when at halftime especially, when we saw flashes of the triple option showing up, that's how you scored your one touchdown run, was running the triple option. When you show flashes, and unfortunately in the second half, you don't go back to what was working, mm-hmm. that's the frustrating part. Is that once again we're sitting here at, after another Husker loss, a loss that... Although the scoreboard said twenty six to nine, I don't feel like it, I, it did not feel like that's that amount of of a margin. It felt closer. I believe so too. The entire time, as I've said, and I've said it multiple times, I'm sure you guys are tired of me hearing this. If you didn't look at the score and you were just watching the game, you would think it was either tied or a one touchdown game. It's 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 frustrating. It's it's frustrating to see because I guess from a program standpoint, now quarterback is another position. That we're here once again going, the depth might not be as good as we thought it was. I don't know if anybody also, ever thought it was that good. Well, then it's it's more of a conversation, I guess, Rico, of it's like Nebraska's filling spots and having a, the right number of guys, mm-hmm. but not the right guys, if that makes sense. Not the right talent, or no, not that. developing that yeah. talent. I mean, you had two transfer quarterbacks come in, one with experience and one with none, to go over a quarterback who had really no experience either. So you have a guy with experience who's your starter. If he goes down, you got two guys well, behind that, him with zero well, that's experience. The, that's the thing. Is like, But remember, what's what makes this even crazier is that you brought in two transfer portal quarterbacks. You brought in... I mean, the, the craziest is you brought in a guy with no experience. Yeah. And and just put him at your backup, and we're just like, okay, well, we're gonna roll with this, and hopefully hope our Casey starter doesn't Tom, get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope Casey. Thompson and then you put him behind down. an offensive line like this. Bingo, bingo. I agree. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We got Austin on the line. Austin, what's up? Hey guys, uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, you know, like I said, I think uh, this week, and I think Logan Smothers. I think he should get the start if Casey mm. isn't ready. Um, you know, we saw him in the Iowa game last year, and he he did fantastic. You know, he really ran the offense well. Um, You know, so I really think that he would just be a good adjustment for this team. You know, the spark, I think he would provide a really good spark for this team. And uh, Mm -hmm. just another comment, you know, it's tough seeing, you know, second year and first year head coaches. You know, you got Sonny Dykes at TCU that, uh, you know, he's 8-0 and 7th ranked in the country. And and you got, you know – Josh Heupel doing just wonderful things at T- at Tennessee. So uh, 
Yeah, it's just tough. You know, you you kind of wish that things could just happen with Nebraska, but uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get the right guy in and we can experience that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call. Thanks, Appreciate Austin. it, Austin. Um, what's even crazier, so Sonny Dykes, as we have a moment here, people would forget that Sonny Dykes went 19-30 and 30 at California. I forgot he was at Cal. Yeah. He was 19-30 and 30 at California, and now he's 8-0 and 0 in his first year at TCU. Um, but that's just a little sidebar. Was it at SMU doing big things? SMU, his record was 30-18. and 18. So basically a flip-flop flip of California. Huh. And now he's, you know, at TCU. TCU. But, okay, so back to this Husker football discussion. So Austin wants Smothers to start. What's interesting, we're kind of burying the lead. Casey Thompson practiced today. He didn't practice a lot, but he practiced today. Yeah, I I would say Nebraska fans should operate under the assumption that Casey does not play on Saturday. More than likely. So he's unlikely to play on Saturday. Um, Whipple said he would make the decision on Friday. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, so you've got another day to see what Casey Thompson has, and well, another what day and a half, and then we'll see what happens. Here, here's the thing: um, this game and, and these future games for Nebraska, I would say, and you can put Illinois into this as well, doesn't fare well for the Huskers right now. And the reason I say that is because your defense played all right on Saturday. I think, I mean, Chase Brown rushed for 148 yards or 162. I can't remember the, the exact statistic. That uh, was one, one, 142, 149. Okay. Something around there, less than 150, which is not great that you held him under 150, but considering what you've done or lack thereof, what you haven't been able to do this season as a defense, you kind of grasp at straws and take your wins when you where you can get them. Uh, the defense now, played good enough to win. To good enough game. to win. So, but the reason that I say that these next couple games don't fare well, I don't. I don't think they fared well for Nebraska, even if Casey Thompson's in this game. Unfortunately, because you have right now an offensive coordinator that's not willing to run the football. He's not willing to change what he's done for and, so long, and look at which what, is slightly frustrating, especially in games like this one where you're running back five point one yards per I, carry. He could have it could have been another breakout game for like, him. Like so, then as we go forward here, what what are the keys to the game going to be this Saturday? It's going to be the same keys that we gave last week for Nebraska's uh, against Illinois. Run the football, establish a running game, and figure out a way to kind of slow sustain down a drive. And, and figure out a way to slow down but, the running back. But here's the thing. How much faith do we have in them sending Logan Smothers out there this weekend? I, I would, If I had to put my money on somebody starting, it's Chubba Purdy. So, not just taking the quarterbacks out of it, would you feel more comfortable in a game in a game versus Minnesota if Nebraska were to mostly pass or mostly run? Run, 100%. 100% run. Because this showed... So this what this last game just showed against Illinois, guys, and, and I'm not trying to be overdramatic when I say this, but what I believe this last game against Illinois, Illinois showed was that attention Big Ten defenses. If you take Trey Palmer out of the equation, you win. Because Nebraska does not ha, ha, was not making adjustments to figure out a way to get your best player the ball. Mm-hmm. Especially, and like I was, like I said earlier, you need to figure out a way to get him the ball when your starting quarterback's in, and it's doubly, it's it's twice as important to get him the ball when your backup quarterback. I think it's is more in. important to involve everybody else once your backup is in. 
Well then, but I mean, Travis Vokalek. When that's, when that's not Travis the scheme, is your biggest target, and he had one. Th- that's true, but that, that's why I'm, I, that's where it's like that's not their scheme. It's no. even more important to show that you have confidence in your scheme and figure out a way to use your, yeah. I suppose, strength when the backup quarterback's in to get him into a rhythm. Whether yeah. that's whether that's jet sweep, pre snap motion, figure out a way to get Witherspoon off of Trey Palmer. Mm-hmm. Like figure out a way. If you're gonna run, or a, if, if, if you're gonna if, run a screen, you or, gotta actually hit him. Or if you are going to use Trey Palmer as a decoy, figure out a way to get Anthony Grant involved. Figure out a way to get Marcus Washington, your second leading receiver, involved. Or guess what? You got a big bleeping tight end called Travis Vokalek, who had your one touchdown on the on the on the weekend. Running in quicksand, he did. But it's the it's figure out a way to get a rhythm on offense because once again I, I I don't have a lot of confidence especially if Casey Thompson's out on Saturday I don't have confidence this defense could hold Minnesota to 17 points this isn't an ex- a, a particularly explosive Minnesota offense this, this this defense Nebraska's defense might be able to catch lightning in a bottle and hold Minnesota to 17 or 21 points but I don't know if Nebraska can score over 14. Minnesota is strangely similar to Illinois. They just don't do things at that high of a level. But they, you're pretty much playing Illinois light. Ah, there it is. So, yeah, I, I would agree. So it's just kind of interesting. I, I wanted to get thoughts on kind of where where we were at with this whole offensive discussion. We'll continue this throughout the week. When we come back, we will wrap up the show, bring in Nate and Strick for the crossover, talk about who knows what with, uh, with those guys. We'll be right back on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.